from the WEEI Studios. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in at sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy Alright, welcome into a Wednesday night edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI Joined by Nick Fitzy Stevens Fitzy, how are you, sir? You know, Rich, honestly yes. doing well, thank you for good. asking I good. gotta say, yeah. I am I'm so relieved that you decided not to bring on Doc Rivers as a special consultant to the Rich Keefe Show, because if so, I'd probably be out of a job right you now. You and me both. You would have stepped right in, kicked that us both out. bastard. Yeah, don't let the door hit you. Doc Rivers is a sneaky consultant. It wasn't even like public news. He was like a little behind closed doors consultant for poor Adrian Griffin, the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, who lasted 43 games. And they were like, see you later. They turned to uh, replace him, and it's Doc Rivers. That's where we'll start tonight because it does directly uh, affect the Boston Celtics, who are the uh, best team in the NBA right now, record-wise. I think they're the best team record-wise, talent-wise, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know that I actually one time uh, I, co- I coached them to an NBA championship. Rich. Yes, he did. Yeah, that is true. That was uh, back in 2008. Seems like a long time ago. And since then, there have been... Plenty of choke jobs, plenty of 3-1 series leads, uh, many a team with multiple all-NBA players only to fall short each and every time. I would find me a guy that is just going to have, I think, a couple teams he had with the Clippers had three guys on the all-NBA team, and they would have 3-1 series leads, and they would cough that up. Then he went to the Sixers, where you have an MVP, and an MVP a perennial MVP candidate, and Joel Embiid, you would lose all the time. And then he'd make excuses for it and everything else. And now he's good in the media, so a lot of media defend him, right? A lot of a lot of people love Doc Rivers, like, oh, the guy's the best guy ever. But I don't know. Track record kind of speaks for itself. This to me is actually good news for the Celtics. I don't you I don't view this as like, oh no, they got a veteran coach in there now. Adrian Griffin was sort of an unknown. He'd been an assistant for a while and whatever. He was sort of an unknown. Doc Rivers is known, and he is known as choking in the playoffs. So now I fear the Milwaukee Bucks. Not that I feared them, but I'm, I'm, uh, I guess my concern level has actually gone lower than it was yesterday. Okay, so this is what I've been wrestling with. And just to make sure that I was fully caught up and prepped on this midseason soap opera, I mean, trending yesterday, Rich, was uh, the phrase on the platform we call Twix was they're 31 and 10. Or 31 and 12, whatever their record is. What yeah, is it, 31 and 12? Uh, they are, let me just double check. They are uh, 30 and 13. 30 and 13. Which is okay, tied so trending, for the second best record in the NBA. 
trending yesterday was on Twix, they're 30 and 13. So there was this growing <laughs> sense of yeah. like befuddlement and mild online outrage over a team dismissing a coach of a team that's doing so well, an NBA championship favorite that is 30 and 13. So I tuned in today to, uh, used to be with NBC Sports Boston, now he's at the ringer, old pal Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. Did a little deep dive with Bill Simmons on the whole entire drama. And apparently, this little um, Roman coup led by Giannis, and always beware of Greeks bearing uh, riffs, <laughs> and, uh, and, Dame, and Dame Lode and everyone, Dame they Mallow. didn't like this guy. No, they and didn't. all of his defensive schemes and yep. the way that he altered the, the way that they played basketball um, really didn't settle well, and they weren't happy. Now, you could say, well, if your defensive ratings have gone down, you also got rid of one of the eight best defensive players in basketball Hello. to bring aboard one of the eight best shooters in basketball. Who is not, as much as I love Damian Lillard, might be my my favorite player currently in the NBA, he is not known for his defense, right? You can call no. him Amy and Lillard if you'd like. I, I was uh, just going to I was gonna say, the only D is he shoots it nicely from deep, but he, he does. does not like to play. He plays a lot of defense. No, he doesn't, um, and Drew Holiday is one of the best guards in the league, and I was reading yeah. up on this story because it is, it's very strange. I do think Giannis is much more of a uh, baby. He's much more of a classic superstar selfish player than we had kind of thought in the past uh-huh. uh and it's funny because andy hart i hate to give him credit but andy hart that's nah, tough a couple years ago i remember he him being like i hate Giannis." And i'm like who the hell hates Giannis?" i remember that too remember and he like, was like loud and vocal about it like he's a baby i don't like the kind of right ball. he kind of but but then he's had some weird it. stuff remember last year in the postseason where or when they got eliminated and he was saying eric, like eric would you eric well uh, would you uh, <laughs> yeah like, this like, not, eric you know yeah. i'm not good at this is not bad I, season uh, this is not bad season it's like yeah, it's a bad season you're the you're like the number one seed you got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round it's a bad eric, season would i tell you about it's your job yeah, like yeah, you were one of the great bizarre back and forth. It was between wild. A beat writer. It was really crazy. And a pro athlete ever. But a little people forget the also, like he wins the championship against the Suns a couple years ago. Yeah, pulls into Chick Fil A at three a.m. and is buying everyone like nugs and. So I love that. No, I love that. And so he won a title. So he's off the list. This isn't like if. James Harden or Joel Embiid or one of these other guys was bitching and complaining because Giannis has done it. But I was reading up on the story, and so they get rid of Budenholzer. Anytime a team yep. is good and gets rid of their head coach, and especially one who's won a title, you immediately look to the star player. Like, it was obviously Giannis that, that kicked him out the door. So what I was reading was the Milwaukee Bucks, after they got rid of Budenholzer, they interviewed 20 people for the head coaching job. Wait, how many? 20 they then okay, brought yeah. back the inmates are running the asylum. They then brought back oh so much so. Where do you hear this nugget? So they brought they interviewed twenty. Then they had eight come back for a second interview. And then they had the four finalists interview with Giannis Middleton and Drew Holiday. So the three best players on the team interviewed the candidates, and apparently they settled on Adrian Griffin. Now I think the owner also like Griffin. Griffin played uh, either played with the Bucks or I think he may have been an assistant. No, I think he was an assistant like with Scott Skiles years and years ago. So the, and first-time head coach, correct? First-time head coach. Okay. Uh, but he's been an assistant for a little bit, and I think the owner liked him. But still, he, he sat down and interviewed with Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. And they were talking about defense, talking about defense. Well, Drew Holiday, great at defense. Drew Holiday, also one of the guys that apparently hired him. And then I don't know how many weeks later... They trade Holiday away. They bring in Damian Lillard. So you have a new star that was not involved in the hiring process. And I guess the stuff that he was doing, the team immediately didn't like. There was a game early in the season where they lost. Giannis is doing the post game, and he's saying we need to be coached better. 
Now, he mentioned all this other stuff, too. Like He was like, oh, we need to do this, 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 and this. But he's like, we need to have better strategy. We need to be coached better. So he's already yeah. thrown his coach under the bus. Uh, another interesting nugget was because he's a first-year head coach, they had hired Terry Stotts, former mm-hmm. head coach in the league, hired Terry Stotts in the offseason. He got into a huge argument with Adrian Griffin, and then days before the season started, he quit. So he just, like, bailed on him. So Terry wow. Stotts wasn't even with the team. They hired another guy in there. And then, apparently, coaches around the league and former coaches, including Doc Rivers, saw what was going on there and reached out and tried to help him. Like, Lionel Hollins was another guy that, like, reached out yeah. and was giving advice to him. But then, 43 games in the year, where they do have the second-best record in the NBA, mm-hmm. they're like, nope, you're done. And so, clearly, Giannis had had enough. This is a Giannis call. A thousand and ten percent. And some of these basketball wonks that I listened to earlier today all said in complete agreement that the team was a mess. How can a team that has won three games for every one that they've lost be a mess, Rich? It's a good question. I think they thought the defense was going to be a lot better. I know defense isn't the most exciting thing, but if you look the other night, they gave up, I think it was 135 to the Detroit Pistons. They've had some really weird game. Like, they have had bad defensive games and I think they're just having a hard time and I think it's I mean Adrian Griffin took the job thinking that Drew Holiday was going to be his point guard a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time and is a guy who is an elite elite defender yeah, you swap are. that out for Lillard mm-hmm. Lillard and Giannis both think they're gonna have the ball all the time so that would have been they could have had Red Arback or Phil Jackson that would have been an adjustment for those guys but he's the early scapegoat they're not even waiting till the playoffs but now yeah. Doc Rivers is going to lose in the playoffs with these guys. And then then what do they do? Then who do they bring into coaching? Okay, so, uh, you know, n- now we get back to the more Boston-centric angle. Yeah. What do you think of the Milwaukee Bucks now, and are you more or less afraid of them than you were given what we know about Doc Rivers in the postseason? And then there, there – so two sides to it. Like there is, you know, two things can be true at once. Like yes, there's, there's yes, a yes, lot yes. of arguments. So on one side – you get Doc Rivers' recent postseason history, uh, like so frequently with the 76ers, getting leads in series and blowing them and oftentimes choking them away even to the to the Celtics. And, like, <laughs> sure he did. did with the Clippers and yep. never was able to get back to, let alone win an NBA Finals after he did with the Big Three back in 2008. All right, so there's his, his recent history. But you wonder, like, okay, so if Milwaukee was 30-13 and 13, and they were a dysfunctional mess and they didn't like their defensive game plans, and now they have a coach that has got the ear of all the players and their confidence, even if he does have this postseason history of choking. Is there any chance he's going to make them better? And should I, should I actually worry that Milwaukee is going to really get their act together? Because if they play a lick more of defense and can stay at this offensive output, I don't know. They may be a pain come postseason. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I'm just not at not, all. Huh? He's had so many cracks at it, and he just famously loses game. Like, is it four times? I think he's blown a three-one series lead. No coach in NBA history has ever done that twice, and I think he's up to four. And he's had all kinds of talent all along the way, and he likes to make excuses for it. I remember last year he was uh, hyping up something, or was it two years? No, it was two years ago, I think, where he was talking about, "Oh, you got to look at this, you got to look at that." And you're like, "You were up three-one." You were up 3-1 in these series, and you couldn't close it out. So, no. three of his, Okay, here we go. Ready? Here we, um, three of Doc Rivers' teams have blown 3-1 three and three to one playoff leads, and he is. You ready for this? Yep. 17-31 and 31 in closeout games. 
<laughs> wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, he became the first coach to blow multiple 3-1 leads after also coaching the Mag- uh, Mag- Oh yeah, he's done it like basically with every team. Oh, you know what? So maybe it's just been three team three times, but uh mm-hmm. last year against the Celtics it was a 3-2 series lead. So it wasn't 3-1, but he yeah, did oh, have that's a th- it right here. Okay. On SB Nation, Doc Rivers, yeah. he's blown 3-3-1 leads yeah, okay, and three. four 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so like you're just waiting for the Bucks to have a 3-1, 3-2 series lead against whether it's the Celtics or maybe even rounds earlier, you know, going up against the Heat again or the Pacers, two teams that have just added mm-hmm. to their teams. Or even the Cavs, Philly. where they play tonight, he or Philly. Play, yeah, he could play his former team, Philly, and watch Joel and Pete light him now, up. Rich, yeah. all of us, if it's Sixers and Bucks in the postseason, all of Boston will be Sixers fans. I can't believe we're going to become ter- like yeah. Maxi and Embiid fans temporarily. So feel free to get in here on the uh, the landscape of the Eastern Conference now. Oh, I have a good quote here from Joe Mazzula. Actually, I'll play that coming up. He was asked okay. about teams competing with them and trying to chase the Celtics. He had sort of an interesting answer on that. But your thoughts on Doc Rivers joining the Milwaukee Bucks? Does it give you a pause at all, or is this good news for the Celtics? 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here tonight, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some quick headlines. The Bruins will try and make it a clean sweep of their latest five-game homestand tonight as the Carolina Hurricanes are in town hoping to prevent that. The Bruins have won their last five, and they're one of the best teams in the league right now. Bees captain Brad Marchand spoke on his evolving chemistry with teammate Charlie Coyle. I think just time. Um, you know, it, 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 you, need, you need games, you need practices together, and I think both of us are different players than what we're used to. Um, to playing with and, and we just need time to, to build that chemistry and practice and we haven't had a ton of it especially lately but you know the more you play together and the more you interact and communicate the, the better it gets uh, and you know we're starting to feel much better together out there. Puck drops tonight from Causeway Street at 7.30. Celtics, they're back on the court tomorrow night when they'll be in Miami to take on the Heat. Celtics have announced a clean injury report for the game, and the Heat have finalized the deal with Terry Rozier to join the squad. He's been cleared to make his debut tonight against the Grizzlies in Miami. Other NBA news, Doc Rivers has been hired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Just one day after firing their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin, Doc Rivers began serving as an informal consultant to Griffin in December at the behest of the Bucks. The team quickly moved to agree to a deal with Doc after moving on from Griffin after just 43 games. And in the NFL head coach watch, that continues over here. No news on the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, but Mike Vrabel did meet with the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, today. He's also set to meet with the Panthers tomorrow. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEI. It's a full-time program. As most of them are up until Red Sox baseball in a couple of months. So we will make the most of the time that we do have. And you can join us, 617-779-7937. The news of the NBA day, Doc Rivers is now the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. How are you feeling about that? Let's go to the phones. we got Brendan in Springfield. He joins us next. What's up, Brendan? What's up, boys? Wait, was that the Kane beat? 
team. You damn right, <laughs> damn right, it was. It's Ru- wow. Royal Rumble week. Hell yeah, <laughs> Fitzy, we got to get you back to Western Mass, buddy. We'll go to Student Prince and pound some beers again. I love that place like I love <laughs> few others, my guy. I miss it terribly to the day. I can't wait. <laughs> Hey, so I was thinking, I'm like, man, I know Doc had issues in, you know, L.A. and then he fell short other places, but I'm like, wow. Oh, wait, I was just watching that documentary the other day. I forgot we went to two two game sevens, I believe. And then the next year, the first year with Miami, we had a 3-1 lead. And I remember being in Florida talking crap, saying there's no way Miami will beat us three times in a row, and they did. So, yeah, I guess uh, I'm glad Doc's over in in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't I don't view this as a concern at all. You know, I didn't know enough about Adrian Griffin. I guess uh he was an assistant coach in 2019 for the Raptors when they won the title and he got some credit for how good their defense was and whatever else. But he was doing things this year that I guess the team didn't love. Uh not to get into the nitty-gritty of it, but I guess like on on pick and roll defense for example, he was having Brook Lopez uh not stay by the hoop, which is what helps get right. him like all NBA defense last year and everything else. This is all in this lengthy ESPN article today. I didn't, yeah, I wasn't watching film on the Bucks and see yeah, that they're picking roll defense. I didn't have a chance to break I, down all 43 yeah, before tonight, I stole sorry. this from the article, but you can check that out. But they, they, but it was kind of like underwhelming because they're like, oh, what happened and what were the tensions? And they don't really say point blank, like, you know, Giannis told the owner, get rid of this guy, but that's what it feels like is what happened. It's crazy, too, yeah. that so how this relates to Boston Celtics fans, in addition to what we think of the Bucks now and their potential to play better or become postseason chokers, thanks to Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. I guess, like, is the whole entire idea that he was hired as a consultant for a young uh, green, if you will, coach kind of the same way. Van Gundy was hired oh. as a consultant oh. for the Celtics, ah. which makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. I saw John Zanis from CLNS Media earlier today on the on the Twix wondering aloud, like, was Missoula actually on thinner ice than we realize? And that's why they brought in Van Gundy, because this seems awfully familiar. Now, I wouldn't put it past Doc Rivers while he's doing Bill Simmons podcast and while he's doing ABC and ESPN broadcast. Just be like, hey, you know, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can fix this for you if you well, want. Well, he to. was just in the league, right? Like Jeff Van Gundy hasn't been a coach for a long no. time. So, like the Doc Rivers one, you had to be a little bit more nervous of if you were Adrian Griffin, because from the oh, yeah. story, this is the quote here or the uh, the line here. It says, uh, "Peers around the league saw the bubbling chaos and started calling Griffin to offer advice and support." Among them were former Grizzlies coach Lionel Hollins and ESPN analyst and former Sixers coach Doc Rivers, both of whom had a long personal history with Griffin and share the same coaching agent. So it's all very kind of incestuous there. But it seems like, um, and this is what they add on, Rivers had several conversations with Griffin over the past few months and became something of an informal mentor to him. So I don't even think this was the buck. Like, Like, Jeff Van Gundy is officially a member of the Celtics organization now. Correct. I don't think Doc Rivers was, like, getting paid by the Bucks. Like, I think he was just talking to Griffin. At least that's how I read it. It still seems kind of fishy to me. It sure does. And now he is getting paid by the Bucks because he is their new head coach. So Doc Rivers uh, obviously coached the Celtics for nine seasons and, and won the 08 title and uh, got back to the finals two years after that lost. But then he has been a head coach for 10 seasons, seven with the Clippers. And remember, he bolted 
he bolted the Celtics because he didn't want to do a rebuild. And right. yet the Celtics were in the Eastern Conference Finals like every single year, it felt like. So seven years with the Clippers, three years with Philly. Do you know how many trips to the Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals, Conference Finals in those 10 years? Seven, so seven years with the Clips yep. and three with the 76ers. Yep. How many trips to the Conference Finals? Yep. Can I guess one? Ooh, that's too high. It's too high. Zero. Zero? Yeah, zero. Zero times. He did not get so to he the... was a conference semifinals regular. Oh, perennial. Like, because all those teams, one year right. he missed the playoffs in uh, 18 uh, with the Clippers, but six of seven years he was in the playoffs with the Clippers. All three years he was in the playoffs with the Philadelphia 76ers. And you talked about all the 3-1, 3-2 series leads. So it wasn't like they were just getting eliminated. They were getting eliminated perennially in the second round when they had a big lead. Like, that's yeah. just what it was, like, so many times. And I remember last year he had a big thing before it happened again with the Celtics, and you could tell he was getting real sensitive to it. He's like, I, w- I wish everybody would understand what was going on. He's like, one of those years was in Orlando, and we were the eight seed. And you're like, okay, you were still up 3-1. And he's like, one of those years, like, Ben Simmons was hurt or whatever. You're like, oh, okay, relax. Yeah. <laughs> relax. You were up 3-1. You, you were up 3-2. George, buddy, come on. He lost it every time. So speaking of coaches, Joe Mazzula today, I guess he uh, they're going to be in. They're playing Miami tomorrow, wrapping up this road trip. But they must have like a shoot around. There was some media there, and he was asked about. It. I mean, all of a sudden, there's been a lot of t- moves in the East. You know, Pascal Siakam goes to the Pacers. Terry Rozier goes to the Heat, and now Doc Rivers is going to the Bucks. And he was asked about teams chasing and trying to keep up with the Celtics. And here's what Mazzula's response was. I don't think they're competing with us. I think, first of all, we haven't won. So, like, I don't know why anybody's competing with us. We haven't won championships since 2008. So, like, we're certainly not the standard. Uh, so we're we're chasing people just as much as, you know, people may say they're chasing us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. we don't even look at it in that standpoint. It's like we just have to keep that healthy balance of knowing we're a really good team. But there's also other really good teams. And how do we match up against them? And, you know, how do we continue to get better as a team? You know what I mean? So who who are the Celtics chasing this year? Uh, I think he's trying to not say he knows they have the best record in the NBA right. and play the faux humility card just because they got embarrassed by the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Right. And and not give anyone any bulletin board material. It has to be that tops because otherwise he has to know. He knows his team is the best team in the NBA. He know he knows this team. I mean, what only it, has itself to blame if they don't go all the way. Five of the last seven years, I think they've been in the conference finals. You know, I know that, and you know, a cookie gets you like a nice little snack. But yep. still, they are the t- they have the best record. Last year, they were the Vegas favorite for a while, right, to win the whole thing. Didn't happen Got this the year. Seed eventually because they yeah. stumbled right in Milwaukee surged. Yeah, they did. They stumbled when. Joe Missoula was given the – they removed the interim tag. They made him the official head coach, remember? After then they the fell all-star apart. break, yeah. you're right, yeah. when Tatum yeah. and Brown also went off for, like, 92 points, and it yep. was like, who cares? Mm-hmm. No, but they are currently on pace for, I think, the most wins they've had since 09. So Garnett's first year, they won 66 games. Mm-hmm. Then they won 62 the next year, and then, unfortunately, Garnett got hurt, and they – Lost in the conference semifinals, but uh, they're on pace, I believe, for somewhere in the middle of that. They have thirty; they're thirty-four and ten right now. So, uh, what is that? Sixty-four wins somewhere in there. So, I mean, they, you're going to basically be looking at like six, yeah. yeah, like sixty-six and sixteen. Yeah, they're the team. They are. They are the. Uh, they are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. The. 
<laughs> the the Milwaukee good. Bucks have had three different coaches in the last uh, ten months. Calendar for year, jeez, yeah. <laughs> swapping out coaches. They've you know both teams have tinkered with their rosters, obviously, and you know uh-huh. Drew Holiday is a big part of that, going from one team to the other. But I think the Celtics are the team to beat. I don't really freak out about Doc Rivers, but it does add a little bit of extra intrigue. And if you're you know Giannis and Lillard, essentially this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. Mm-hmm. So you better go out there and, and kind of uh, reward them for that. But we yeah, shall see. There's no, there's no excuses. Now, you know, if if you uh, if you were wish listing, not for the Celtics, which we can maybe play a little bit later, mm-hmm. would you rather? But mm-hmm. if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, what is, so with like big trades are happening way earlier this year in the NBA that people are not waiting for yeah, the trade right. deadline or the week of, mm-hmm. you know, geez, what have we seen? Siakam. Uh, there was the Terry Rozier trade yesterday. Yeah. Like there's. Big, and that that's that's not great from I mean it is great for Miami it's not great for the Celtics it's not great for anyone else in the Eastern Conference no the Heat are better I'm not I've never been like a huge scary Terry guy but like it's essentially the corpse of Kyle Lowry that they traded Kyle Lowry didn't have it anymore so they move on from so it is an upgrade they're better corpse. they're definitely better they're definitely better and just because you know how good they are in playoff Spo is such a good coach yeah that that worries me a little bit but okay so let's say if the Milwaukee Bucks are to win in spite of Doc Rivers and his postseason gag jobs, what would it be that they would go out and get that would make you like twice over their roster and say, oh boy, that's going to make them a harder out? Uh, that's a good. I mean, right now they're so. I mean, their top two guys are as talented as anybody's top two guys. And I still feel like it usually. And I know when you get into like, what do the Celtics need? What do well, all these teams need? They're all going to tinker with it. But I feel like. You're going to win it or lose it with Tatum and Brown and Porzingis. You're going to win it or lose it with Giannis and Damian Lillard and uh, Middleton, aren't you? Like, so I feel like their team is kind of what it is. I mean, they could they could add to it for sure. You know, Brooke Lopez has been there, done that. They got Bobby Portis off the bench. Malik Beasley's been there, uh, one of their new starters for this year. Like, I feel like that's that's kind of their squad. They just need to get the best version of Lillard and Giannis, and then they are going to be pretty tough, but. I don't know. I I feel like I the Celtics in a seven game series against them. I'll still take the Celtics. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, yeah. so would I as well. But like, if you get yeah, they got double Lopez, double Antetokounmpo, uh, Middleton. What what's he averaging this year? Is uh, he, Middleton's I, like uh, fifteen a game somewhere in there. That it's is not way yeah. below where he should be. Well, because last year he fought through all those injuries. He's also getting older, and I, I wonder how healthy he truly is or is he losing or is he losing looks he would have gotten previously that's also Lillard. true yeah that's true i mean you bring in you swap out uh lillard and holiday like you're all of a sudden your point guard shooting the ball probably twice as many times right so yeah that's probably a, a big part of it i still feel like middleton could have a big like a big one-off playoff game and like when you win you a game oh he could go for yeah. th- do you remember that shot that he Yo. made was it march of 2017 or 18 the- he's had good games against the celtics he has yeah no he definitely has but, I mean, with them, it really seems like the defense. So is it, like, do you bring in a defensive player or do you just tell your guys, like, hey, play better defense? Like, yeah. figure out how, like, I mean, Giannis and Lopez can both be elite defenders. I guess probably where their issues are are more, you know, perimeter guard defenders, which the Celtics are excelling at. You know, kind of funny, the Celtics move on from Marcus Smart, and yet their perimeter defense might even be better than it was without that that's not even a knock at smart i don't people might take it that way but just Derek white drew holiday and then jalen brown this year like that's a better trio of guys defending opponent guards than they've had in years past oh yeah 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 Uh, Derek 
Derek White's one of the best shot blockers in the Eastern Conference, and he's barely <laughs> taller than Damian Lillard is. So he, you know, you know how much how much love I have for him. By the way, this has got to be something. Uh, I mean, you know, Giannis's brother should just be grateful he's got a job. Oh, Theonis, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, both Lopez brothers being on the team, like they're the same size, literally. They're listed on ESPN.com. Both at seven foot one. Brooke is 282 pounds. Robin's listed at 281 pounds. Oh, they must have the got o- him before breakfast. The, <laughs> the only difference between the two, Brooke make, uh, Robin makes $2 million a yep. year. And, uh, Robin makes $2 million a year, and Brooke makes $25 million. So does he pay for dinners, you think? I, was gonna say, <laughs> I would hope. What, what are the expectations when they come over for Thanksgiving? Like one of them just brings like a nice store-bought yeah. like Pinot or something to go with dinner, and <laughs> the other one uh, gives everyone Teslas? I would think so. Yeah, there's a little, it's a little skewed. I would say in just over the uh, course of their careers, yeah. Rob uh, Brooks made a ton more than, than Robin. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But that's the, that's the latest in the, uh, in the NBA currently. It'll be interesting to see the Celtics tomorrow night against, I assume Terry Rozier will be good to go. In his first game for the Miami Heat, Heat are on a little bit of a losing streak. Celtics still rolling best record in the NBA uh, as they wrap up this uh, this mini road trip that they're on. Uh, Patriots assistant coaches and filling out the staff was a big topic on the show yesterday. And now it seems like there's more and more momentum to DeMarcus Covington potentially being the defensive coordinator, the defensive line coach being promoted to the defensive coordinator what do you make of all the talk? I know they've had a bunch of other guys in and around for interviews, but what would you think of a, a Covington hire? I think it would be great, actually. I, uh, he's very well regarded, has yes. worked alongside Mayo ever since Mayo came back in 2019. Two years as a specialist, uh, two years a defensive assistant, one year outside linebackers coach, four years with the defensive line. So you got seven years in the building, and he, and I'm sure Hart brought this up last night, but you know, the invaluable experience he's gotten being able to coordinate the defense at both the East-West Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's where people have gone nuts about him. They're like, oh, he was so good at doing Everyone the Senior Bowl has yeah. ra- um Belichick has raved about him, but I, but I believe, I don't think Belichick thought like, okay, i got to prevent this kid from being one of the reasons I ultimately get ousted one day. Probably just to sort of like, you know, keep him humble and not give too much praise. But as effusive as you're allowed to be in prime Belichick mode, loved him. Absolutely loved him. You know what's Steve interesting? Belichick loved him. Mayo has raved on him. Like everyone yeah. says. And he made last year, he made um, Tom Pelissero's young NFL coaches to watch for 2024 edition. And, and look where he is now, like on the cusp of potentially maybe be the only internal candidate to seize a job on Mayo's staff and be a bright young defensive. Like that's, gr- that's great. A new young guy who has learned from Mayo all the Belichicks, but still will think his own way. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, Covington's only 34 years old. What I found interesting is he played college football. He played one double-A football at Samford where he was a, a wideout. He was a receiver. He was a wide receiver. He's coaching D. Lyman, but he uh, joined the Patriots staff in 2017 as a coaching assistant, so he's worked his way up. He did that for a couple of years. Outside linebackers coach in 19, and then he's been the D-line coach since 2020, so obviously working oh, – yeah. Closely with uh, Gerard Mayo for uh, a while, but what was the strength of this team? Basically, it was the, last the D line. Years? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the D line. But where, what kind of curveball does it throw? And we'll get to this more on on Bill Belichick. But if Bill Belichick doesn't get a job, Steve Belichick can't follow Bill to you know Amazon Prime or the NFL Network. What is Steve like? 
Steve, they, what do you think about this one? They oh, oh, imagine you just sitting behind players. them. I just, I, I, you wouldn't watch Belichick and Belichick for an hour on the, the NFL Belichick's. Network? Yeah, throw Brian in there, the Belichick's. Just the Belichick's. Just, Bel- just Belichick's. Belichick boys. Belichick's Belichick mix. Belichick and Belichick. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what is he doing? Like, they've already kind of publicly announced that he they're welcome back. Mayo mentioned on the Greg Hill Show. It was the report uh, over, what, last weekend? <laughs> I'm going to burn some cash. So... What do they do with uh, Steve? If if Steve can't follow his dad, would Covington leapfrog Steve to be the D coordinator? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, when writing this up yesterday um, for dot com, the way that I've sort of, from what I've heard and what I'm trying to like suss out, is that if Bill Belichick doesn't get a job mm-hmm. and Steve and Brian accept their invitations to return to the Patriots and join Gerard Mayo's staff because of how good their relationship is. You may have Mayo overseeing the defense, but Demarcus Covington being the coordinator. Okay. Yet Steve could be making the game day calls. So basically, Demarcus as the Covington, assistant head coach, <laughs> that would be the defensive coordinator. But he would technically be third on the depth chart in coaching the defense. Yeah, you'd have a lot of good defensive <laughs> coaches. Now it could be a case where too many coasts could spoil the broth. Yeah. And in my and in, in in my estimation, I would think with how difficult it is now to defend uh, how, with how o- offense tilted the NFL is, yeah. with how it favors passing games, fantasy football offense, can't touch anybody, all the RPOs. I would think the more bright, experienced minds you have on the, the defensive side of the ball, the better. And maybe if Steve comes back and he's the assistant head coach, he and DeMarcus get the defense on lock. M- Mayo can trust that. He can spend more time on other personnel matters and or making sure the right people or on the offensive side of the ball, where I have absolutely no idea right now, Rich, who they want and which way they're going to go. Yeah, that's that's going that was their biggest issue throughout the season. As soon as you heard of the Bill O'Brien news, you knew it was the biggest question they were going to have. This, you know, outside of who they're taking number three in the draft, who's going to be running the offense? What kind of offense is it going to be? And uh, the guy from Cincinnati that they were rumored to be interested in, he's staying in Cincinnati. He went from QB mm-hmm. coach to offense coordinator. So it still seems like Nick Cayley, old buddy Nick Cayley, and Zach Robinson are the only two names that have really been connected to the Patriots OC at this point. Those are your front runners, and everybody that has interviewed or that they have requested an interview with has some sort of connection to the Sean McVay tree. So that's kind of them tipping I'm in their on that. hands. Yeah, I'm in on the that. Way, but I, I'm, fi- I'm yeah, but so fine. It almost with that. needs to be that. I, I'd Please. be mad if it wasn't that. So Please. that's a positive development. Yes. All right, you guys can weigh in here, whether it's uh, Doc Rivers taking on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks job or what this Patriots coaching staff is going to look like. You can join us, 617-779-7937. Twitter and Instagram as well, at Rich Keefe Show. We'll try to uh, win some money with the Bet Du Jour coming up next. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This just into the news desk. According to Adam Schefter, Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, 
Los San Diego. Who's got it better nope. than us? Nobody. So uh, Jim Harbaugh wow. leaves Michigan. So that's another massive job in college that is open. But we can put that to the side. Jim Harbaugh, which seemed like he was the favorite all along the Chargers, made the most sense. I know he was interviewing other places, including the Falcons. But he goes to the L.A. Chargers, now have a division with Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and Antonio Pierce. But still... Harbaugh now tasked with trying to turn it around with L.A., a very talented team, see what they can get out of Justin Herbert. That Of all the openings, that was the one that had a quarterback and I think made the most sense for Jim Harbaugh. But now of the eight teams that were looking for head coaches, four of them have found them. Kind of oddly enough, all four of the AFC teams have their coach. All four NFC openings are still open. Uh, Patriots, obviously, with Mayo. Titans with Brian Callahan. Raiders, Antonio Pierce. Chargers, Jim Harbaugh. And now we await Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, and Seahawks. But, Fitzy, first thoughts on Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers? Uh, Two things. One, as far as the Los Diego Chargers go, uh, they are going to improve vastly. They will not be the hot mess that they were for the last years under uh, D3 Yoga Boob. Brandon Staley. Yeah, it was not. He was not, not blowing leads. You'll not be losing. Get. You'll not be. You won't have people blaming each other. Uh, there's going to be a lot more whole milk consumed in the locker room. Yeah. And get ready for Justin Herbert to improve on his potential. Get ready for the Chargers to draft big boys from Michigan on that offensive line. <laughs> yeah. And complement Herbert's passing game with a power rushing attack. The uh, the teams that should worry about the Chargers now include the Chiefs and everyone else in the AFC West because they're not going to be the joke that they've been. As far as the rest of the head coaching gigs around the league go, uh, considering that he had a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons, maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could improve Bill Belichick's chances of landing that Falcons job if that is one that he so covets. Yeah, that was one of them, although Mike Vrabel's getting a second crack at it with Atlanta, so Vrabel's still out there, and there's interest there. The, the Atlanta Falcons, I've lost track of all the people they've interviewed, though. Like, there's, they've interviewed every single possible candidate. Almost yeah. as many people as interview, as were interviewed by... The Milwaukee Bucks. Oh my for their God! Coaching. It's a good point. And then even then, you might you have buyer's remorse halfway through the season. They could they could fire their guy. But yeah, Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. Have any thoughts on that? Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Yeah. Overall, if Bill wa- if if he even wants the Falcons' job, it is a uh, it's good news for him that one of the main candidates is now off the board. I never really thought Bill was going to go to the Chargers, so Harbaugh goes there. All right, let's mix in a quick bet du jour. Hmm. That's kind of sad, though, like for Michigan. Like, I got a lot of Michigan fans in the family. I'm glad that he went out a winner, got his bit, got his natty on the way out the door. Yeah, and he was there for a while. Yeah, he was. I mean, for, for coaches, the way decade, coaches are. Much. Yeah, yeah. They must have. I, I didn't think the Spanos family would pony up for Harbaugh yeah, the I way wonder, that they did. No details yet as to how much he makes. There's no way Michigan promotes that guy that oh, took 100%. over for Harbaugh. Really? Swearing so many times on TV, but yeah. So uh, what? What's wrong with three? What's wrong with three f bombs on national TV? It was ABC. It was a fa- It's a family <laughs> network for God's sakes. All right, let's try to find some winners here on the board: NBA, NHL, or whatever else you could find. Fitzy, where do you want to go tonight? All right, let's go back to the association, Rich. I don't want to jinx myself, and I don't want to jinx our program. But in case anyone 
hasn't been paying attention. Mm-hmm. This very radio show yes. hit their three-way parlay the other night. Smoked it. Yep, absolutely. We we kind of fell anew because we don't even say what we're going to do ahead of time. We each come up with a bet. It all was in the Celtics game. So I know a few of our listeners uh, parlayed that bad boy, and they mm-hmm. were reaping the rewards. My buddy Mike was very, very happy and was yep. most especially pleased that Stiz didn't, quote, blow it. No, he did not. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, so let's keep that let's keep that momentum up. I'm going back to the NBA. Tonight I'm just going to take a straight bet. I am going to go with Rich. You know how they say sometimes you get that new coach bump just oh, because sure, players yeah. are so happy to be out from underneath. I've heard that a uh, lot. The cloud of frustration or yeah. incompetence from a previous coach. I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks given six and a half over the Cavs tonight cuz I think they're going to show up and show out. Uh, without the what? She's Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin uh, out now. I think Joe Prunty is going to take over. I don't think Doc Rivers is there tonight, right? I, I would assume he's not. So J- Joe Prunty. I believe Joe Prunty. Who I come I, from a long line of <laughs> Joe Prunty. He had he had some head coaching experience. Sure. Oh no! Was, you know what? Just as an interim, I thought he was a head coach. He was actually the interim for the Bucks back in eighteen, and then the so interim with the Hawks does? last year. Oh yeah, Joe Prunty. Yeah, sure. Hey, hey uh, the new coach isn't here yet. <laughs> Call Pronti. He's been in the league since 96. Yep. Mm-hmm. Been on a lot of different staffs. Does he you have can do worse than, oh, can, he's got Pronti. You can do a lot worse than mm-hmm. a lot worse than that. <laughs> uh, maybe not. All right, so I'm going to actually go in that same game because the same thing, even though I'm kind of uh, poking fun at, at Giannis for really being the guy that chose Adrian Griffin and then halfway through the season, like, we got to get rid of Adrian Griffin. He kind of has to go out and have a big game, doesn't he? Like, he got what he wanted. So it's a big number, but 32 and a half points. I'll take the over on Giannis. Halfway through the third. He might. He might. So that's what I'm going with. Giannis over 32 and a half. Stiz? All right. I was looking at an anytime goal and and getting crazy, but I'm going to go the Bruins puck line. They're minus one and a half, but it's plus 180. And the Bruins have won by over two in the last four games. So I'm feeling confident. Carolina is always a tough matchup for them, though, Stiz. Just somehow, someway, they always are. We'll see. Okay. Oh, great analysis. Good my response. Money. Yeah, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I was, was going to say, right. FanDuel, the show the show's waiting very to be nice. snapped up right here. Yep, very, very good. All right, one hour down, three hours to go. You can weigh in on Patriots coaching staff, Doc Rivers going to the Milwaukee Bucks, Jim Harbaugh going to the L.A. Chargers. It's also a Would You Rather Wednesday, so we'll uh, ask a bunch of questions coming up. It's uh, the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI.